Hey, test tube turds. <laughs> test tube. <laughs> <laughs> And now, tonight's presentation. together all the time anymore but dude i remember this one specific time i think mcdonald's or something i don't fucking know and uh this dude was like is that you bro i'm like what the fuck what is that you bro i'm like that's my sister man he's like oh shit my bad dude i'm like god man it's it's always been a fucking thing dude it's weird yeah it is really weird it's pretty awkward people always ask me about him and when they do find out that he's my brother it turns from oh is that is it your boyfriend too Oh, well, then who's your brother? And it's like, so you... And then, <laughs> it's, even weird, it's even weirder when they find out that we do fuck. And it's like, it's just, it's just all weird, man. It was one time. Like, don't get the wrong idea. One time, I'm not that white. Dude, I remember this one time, though. This fucking... I'm not going to get into physical details, but this very unfuckable person, right? Let's just say that. And dude, they're out there. I'm not mean for saying that, okay? This very unfuckable person... I had texted her for like two days on some like very basic shit, right? Mm-hmm. And she texted my sister and was like, hey, is it okay if I fuck your brother? Like it was an option. What? And Missy was like, dude, are you talking to da-da-da? I'm like, what? No. Like I've texted her a couple days. She asked some questions, you know? Oh, no. And she's like, dude, she asked me if it's like okay, like if she fucks you. I'm like, uh, dude. <laughs> Yeah. And she was like, well, you know, I'm gonna fuck I'm a, I'm about to fucking rock this fool's world, so I'm gonna make sure it's cool with his sister because I'm I'm homies with her too. And it's like <laughs> some fucking flat tire bitch, you know what I mean? It's like, like, what does she expect me to say? Like Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, I'll give my brother's consent. Yeah, have ha- have his kids. Go right ahead, sneak into his house. It's not rape because I said yes. What? <laughs> I wanna be an auntie. No! Ask my brother if you can fuck him. Don't ask me if you can fuck my brother. Yeah, and then I never talked to her ever again. Ever, ever <laughs> again. She already knew the deal. Has it ever been reverse roles? Oh, where no. like a guy asks and people know better. Um, fuck you? People know better. No, but people I've missed opportunities with people because of Bubba being my brother. Yeah. 
Which is smart. Like, oh, Bubba's your brother. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fall that. back. Because there was a time where Because he might beat my ass or. You know, but now she gets what she deserves, dude. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. You know, the karmic system is up, not up to me. I, you know what I mean? I don't know what the fuck to tell you. You get what you put in. But it was a time where it's like, yeah, dude. I would fucking, I'd probably kill somebody. Like, certain people if they, like, dated my sister or something. This is weird, man. So, weird. like, have you guys always been this tight? No. no. <laughs> There's a lot, that was a lot of silence in between those Yeah, girls. no, not at all. We were. Not until I started smoking weed, dude. Yeah. Seriously. I fucking had the lowest opinion of her. And she deserved a lot of it, but not all of it. Not you know all what I mean? Of it. She was a fucking. My I mean, actions, she, was an, she was embarrassing, bro. I had bad, you know. Everybody, everybody. You know, start throwing up on the table. Uh, well, I think that we were all very cringy and awkward and stupid uh, when we were young. And, yeah, uh, in different ways, but some are visual and audible ways. You know, like she went through like I'm hood phase, and that was the worst phase she ever went through. And it's like. Mm-hmm. She has the attitude for it, and she has, like, the the actions to back it up. But, like, it, it was the most embarrassing thing of I've ever seen. Like, her eyebrows, the way she talked, dude, it was mm-hmm. so bad. I hated her so much. She smoked weed, lived with some fucking yeah. loser-ass motherfuckers. I smoked weed. Even to my standards today, some lowlifes. It wasn't a good mix. Dude, anything she said, horseshit. Yeah. Fuck you, you're a loser, dude. Sorry. I don't tell you. Right. You know what I mean? And now... I'm living at home with my parents on welfare. Well, okay, pause. So from my point of view, when I was in high school, both of you were my friends. Mm-hmm. And both of you, even though I knew you guys were siblings, were very two completely different entities. Like a lot of people says and say in high school when they knew Bubba, he was a fucking dick because he was truth. Yeah, he he was like that. But he was me and Bubba were always like super tight. I only saw the nice parts and the funny parts of Bubba. And then I knew Missy, and I'm not even exaggerating when I say this. Missy, I feared seeing her in a fight. She was scary. (laughs) Dude, she she was she would hype me up to beat bitches' asses in high school. It was just it was fun and though. Before she had braces, she could bite through a bone. Yeah. With her teeth. Yeah, fuck? dude. Like, is that so why you bark at up, people dude. when people? <laughs> we were driving to Sedona and she's all barking at people as they're walking by out the window. Fucking DMX shit. Yeah, dude. Hey, yo, son. <laughs> Yeah, dude, a lot of you that... You going on a walk on a trail or what? A lot of that strength comes from my brother hating me. He used to beat my ass. We're no, only a year no I did not, man. <laughs> the rule for my whole life was do never hit your sister, dude. And one, I had a breaking point when I was like 14, and I scared the shit out of her, dude. I didn't even hurt her, but I scared the shit out of her, yeah. right? And then, maybe like 20, you know, she pushed the envelope, dude. I told her the scenario. <laughs> I said, if you do this, I'm going to smack you in the face. And she did that. And I did that. And then, you know, I smacked. And then, like, she said that she, said that she called the cops, you know. And domestic violence you know, between a man and a woman, a guy goes to jail every time if someone's, yeah. like, yeah, pressing charges, yeah. right? And if you know me, you know I won't call the cops. And this is – and you know how, like, your, your brain kind of reacts to, like – adverse situations differently like sometimes it's so funny like i got in a car accident one time and the first thing i did i didn't even check if anyone was okay i put the lid back on top of my iced coffee and i took a drink like you don't know you don't know how your brain is going to react in those situations right 
And, uh, <laughs> oh, shit. and she said that she called the cops and the cops were on their way. And my mom and my dad were like, we didn't see shit. Fuck you. You're not going to jail for this shit. Like, you know, they were kind of down because she was a psycho. Right. <laughs> and I didn't even hit her hard. I really did it. Like I really held back. But anyways, it's beside the point. It happened. So, but here's the thing. My brain went, I'm going to go to jail. I better change into some good clothes <laughs> because I don't want to get out. Right, what, did you, what, did, what the fuck did you put he on? Those basketball bro, I put on, off real I put on jeans and my, <laughs> my Air Force, my, my Air Maxes, and I put on my clean Detroit Tigers hat, <laughs> up, a clean white shirt. And I was like, and I was sitting on the couch, like, fuck, With bro. With his fucking gonna... arms crossed like a good boy for the police. I was, like, I, was, I was like, I'm about to go to fucking jail for the first time, smacking my dumbass sister in the face. <laughs> and she turns out she never called the cops because, no. you know, she ain't no fucking narc. I never called the cops. Don't call the cops, call your crew. Yeah, call your homies. <laughs> That's always been the rules. But, yeah, so we did, really didn't get along at all. Uh-uh. You know, even as an adult male, uh, I didn't think it, I could get to that point, but I smacked her in the face, y'all. <laughs> but I started smoking weed, took some mushrooms, changed my life, man. So now she's just a bitch by standard, and I know it, but she's cool. I've seen I've seen Missy hit Bubba, because they do that a lot. They'll hit each other to see each other who hits harder and shit. No, nah, it's just... Yeah. No, no, who hits harder. And I'm definitely, I'll take it as far as she wants. And I've definitely she can't hit harder seen than Bubba cry out. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. know. He's he's a big teddy bear. No, but, you know. Bubba, Bubba, how do you, okay, okay. Let me explain <coughs> Bubba. Have you, you know what, can I, can no, I like, Bubba okay. is, <laughs> Bubba is a ball of steel with a gushy center. Yeah. So I'm like a rotten gusher? Yeah, Bubba. <laughs> Bubba has so many feelings. Post-apocalyptic gushy. Bubba has so many feelings, so he's sensitive on that end, but he will fuck your shit. He will fuck your uh, dad and your mom. I, and your I, auntie. If I have to do it, I will. But he'll shut your shit down. <laughs> he really will. No, um, I think, you know, remember those beans you get in, like, middle school? You wrote, like, they're cool. They're nothing. You're just a fucking bean. You, like, rub it on the yeah. cement, and they get real fucking hot, and yeah. you touch it, and they fucking burn you. That's exactly what I am, dude. Yeah. I am harmless. Until you rub me too much, dude, and I will fucking burn that ass, dude. (laughs) And if I can't hit you, I will. I'm so good at verbally bashing in a real life scenario that I will take it to whatever. I'll say whatever. I'll go to whatever lengths. I'll take a shot in the dark, dude. One time I was on Xbox Live when it first came out. The first Xbox Live camera came out, and we and the only game you could play was Uno. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Everyone was like sitting at a corner of the table you could see them on their screen and stuff right <laughs> and this like fat white kid with the glasses were on, was on the screen and he was like calling drake the n-word right and he was like talking oh this, baby boy yeah, yeah. Uh, well yeah he's a snitch but um it's whatever um but no we were playing and like you know i'm not gonna lie i said that too at that age but it was all joking in in that time period with my friends it was never a problem but right. he was being very malicious with it right so then i was like oh okay and i started talking about i was like is like is that why are you you like this because your fucking dad died in a fire you fucking piece of shit i was like your fucking mom's trying to take care of your loser ass with your dad gone and he started crying dude i was like yeah bitch i was like fuck you and your dead ass dad like i went there dude and I, i saw him like you know his face had to approach his camera to turn his xbox off right and he was just fucking bawling and i was like i got your back dude I will go to whatever length I need to to, def- <laughs> to to get somebody if they rub me the wrong way. It's uh, not a good trait, you know, but it takes a lot more now, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Bubba has a lot of self-control now. Yeah. When yeah. we were kids, Bubba, like, hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's one thing we could come to. 
we always came to common grounds with that though. We have no self control. Yeah. Both of us. But now we do. This one time we grew a lot. But Missy, when we were kids, it was a fucking nightmare. I was in grade school. We were in grade school. Missy came home crying, and she was like, "These fucking kids threw dirt clouds at me and Alexa, like her friend or whatever." Yeah. And it was me and Drake. Me and Drake again. And I just got my truck. I was like, just turned sixteen. So yeah, I was fucking maybe a. Damn. So this is okay. So I was driving already. So I was like sixteen, and these kids were probably pretty young, dude. Like maybe twelve, right? I get out. And like they're they're at the little hill where they were throwing dirt. No, you weren't driving right? yet. Yeah, the, yes. You hop on the uh, bikes and you guys no, drive down there. No, no, no. They had bikes and we had the truck and I was gonna steal this. Are kid's you sure? Because I don't think I would have cried at that age over dirt clouds. I think I would have smacked a kid myself. Positive. <laughs> if I was already in high school. Hundred percent positive. We took hmm. the truck down there, dude. I remember jumping out. Right. Okay. Yeah. So chase these kids down. They're running, dude, and they have their bikes, so they're like you know holding onto their handlebars, running, like trying to. But like we're way older than them. Mm-hmm. We fucking play football, whatever, right? Whatever circumstances. But we ch- chase the f- one fat kid falls immediately, right? And I tell Drake, I was like, hold him there, hold him there. And Drake like pins him down, whatever, right? And I chase the other kid down. I throw him to the fucking ground. I was like, you fucking throwing dirt clots on my sister. I pick up yeah. a handful of dirt and I shove it in his mouth. <laughs> and I start fucking punching him, right? And he's like choking on the dirt and shit, right? And I'm gonna, and I took his bike. And he, like, was throwing up the dirt. And he was like, please don't take my bike. Please don't take my bike. And he was screaming. I'm like, shut the fuck up. And Drake was like, yo. He was holding the other kid down, right? Went to the other kid, dude. Same shit. Fucking smacked him a couple times. <laughs> dirt in his mouth. He was fucking crying. It was a psychotic, chaotic moment, dude. And we were walking their bikes back to my truck. And they're like, please don't steal my bikes. Like, crying. And we just threw the bikes over the fence. Like, we didn't steal them. Yeah. But it was just the most... I mean, I had no control at all. Like, it was just the, like, I didn't even cause harm to them, really. I just psychologically fucked them up so bad for probably a long time. But maybe they didn't throw a dirt cloth at anyone else ever again. And that's the mission. Who knows, man? A 16-year-old you would fit right in in Sweeney Todd's world. Oh, I was obsessed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, man. We haven't even mentioned why we're even doing this fucking episode. That's okay. That's okay. I wanted, but the people need I, to know. I, want, I needed people okay. to understand, like... Bubba and Missy are two incredible people, and you guys, uh, Bubba, you do comedy, and yes. you've been doing it for a really, well, I want to say fucking forever, but no. it, it hasn't About been. a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're really enjoying yourself, and the quarantine you've, is- You've been killing it, dude. Well, I mean, not fucking- Not lately, but it's fine. No. Quarantine has got shit fucked yeah, right now. Yeah, I did do a, uh, a cool thing yesterday, though, for the first time since quarantine started. Um, I hosted a music festival that they held online and it was dude i was so impressed i was really planning to go to like someone's house and then have like some people come through some djs just in you know rotating out yeah but i went to i pulled up to like this warehouse and they had a full full stage full led panels for visuals and stuff a fucking production team there and it was really cool good vibes all around great people um it was really cool so honestly i've been like unmentionably depressed up until yesterday <laughs> essentially like it really kind of sparked something i got back on stage and got to do something that i enjoy doing right but like you know it, it's hard to honestly feel it's it's hard to like vocalize struggle when like this struggle seems so minute with everything else going on you right. know what i mean so it's like even harder now for me or most people that are like me or whoever can relate to reach out during this time because like the world is in a fucking is, is a mess so like you know, if you're struggling right now, 
which I'm sure people are. And if someone's listening to this podcast, like, you have to be, right? Like, what are you doing to get yourself out of it? No, <laughs> no one fucking knows how to get out of it. It just took me being on stage real quick. And I'm like, okay, maybe I can, like, uh, spend some positive thoughts now. But it's just like, if you're struggling, make sure you fucking say something, dude. Send a message to somebody. Yeah. Just say help on your fucking Facebook. Just be fucking vague if you need to, even though I hate that shit. But, like, just make sure you take care of yourself. But now I'm feeling good. So corn, I've not been good lately. Comedy has not been existent. I'm making, you know, I don't work, you right. know, whatever. Like, but um, yeah, it's been fucking kind of rough. It's been kind of rough to struggle, and it's just like people are just having so much worse. So it just makes me feel like it's not real, but it is. You know, you need it to take is, care yeah. of yourself still. You know, yeah. you can do both, but you gotta fucking take care of yourself. Yeah, that's so important. And Missy, you know, you've been promoting music and really fucking getting your face out there, especially before the quarantine hit. Like, it was just. I was so proud of you getting up and like really using a platform to your advantage because you are so talented and mm. funny and just like you have a big, big heart. And yep. I really think Thank I, you. I just want to take this time to say like you've really been you've been out there. Yeah, she's inspirational, there. dude. You you are. She's taken her drive to put back into the community via hip hop. Only way she's done it so far. Right. She found her lane. Mm-hmm. She's great at it. And now she just carries over straight into something like giving people a voice that might not be heard, exactly. helping people. Like, you know, it's just, it's very admirable. Missy very proud has of been you. out there every day protesting and, yeah. and really making sure that people are safe and taken care of. This woman has poured milk into the eyes of people who are just trying to voice what is, hasn't been heard for so long. And I wanted to give you an opportunity yeah. to kind of speak on that. Um, yeah, so with the shows, um, currently I'm not really booking any shows at the moment, right, right. Um, but I have been reaching out to artists, um, and surprisingly, but not too surprisingly, just because everyone's at a standstill, a lot of my favorite artists, I'm not going to mention right now, just because I don't want to give it like that bad luck by throwing it yeah, out with yeah. that, you know, um, but they've responded to me, dude, about me booking them. Right. And this is, like, a really cool thing. So, like Bubba was, I was kind of getting this depressed, like, vibe because I wasn't able to do what I do. Right. Um, but with this new contact with new artists, um, now I have a list of people that are, vo- like, vocally saying they want to do my next show whenever it is. Put me on it. Cool. So now I'm creating these set lists, kind of getting ready for when we get the okay to do what I like to do. And then with the protesting... Um, I've been out there since last Thursday. Mm-hmm. So, what is this day? Ten? Yeah, maybe yeah. it's nine or ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's around there. Um, this one out. My first initial, um, my first initial reason to go out in the first place is just because, um, ninety percent of my friends are affected by this. Period. Right. Um, and in return, it affects me. I don't, you know, when people you love are hurting you automatically hurt too if you're a genuine person. Um, So I decided to go out there. I got called upon by another friend of mine. She's amazing. Her name is Roshana. Um, Please look her up. Uh, She's amazing. She's a very big um, inspiration in what's going on right now. But um, she reached out to me. And uh, my goal, when the first night I went out, was to make sure everyone had water. Um, Because the first night, you don't think about these things. Uh, You just go out and people didn't have water. People didn't have masks and there's still, you know, pandemic, there's still a virus going around. So making sure people have masks, water. Uh, unfortunately, the first night people, um, did it get a little violent? 
um, I wouldn't say the protesters got violent, but just uh, random bystanders just kind of, you know, wanted to voice their voices in different ways. And so things got a little out of hand. A lot of people did, unfortunately, get tear gas and things of that sort. Um, so it was also my job, um, not even my job, just I knew that it was what I needed to do. I had milk and I was just pouring milk on people's faces because their eyes were burning, uh, just trying to get people out of there, making sure kids aren't in the area anymore. And um, after the first night, I honestly, I can speak for a lot of people, um, just feeling all that energy from everyone around you, all the pain that people are feeling. Um, you come home and, sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. No, it's okay. It's just a lot. For sure. And um, people can't do it alone. Yeah. So it's just really important for me, not only to be out there, but to push for voting, um, to push for voices of even officers. And I know people might have like a different thought about that. Like, oh, you don't want to work with the police, but you need to work next to them. Yeah. Um, because realistically, like, they they are who they are. Right. Um, your governor is who they are. Until we get who we want in here and get who we out, we have to work beside them to change these laws, to fund the police if, if a little bit just to make sure everyone has cameras on them. Every police officer needs to have a body camera. Um, there's people getting killed and they're dead so they don't have a voice to voice their side of what happened. So only the police officer does without a camera. It's just, it's unfair. Um, so it's just really important. Uh, I encourage everyone to go out and protest. If you can't, it's okay. It's not for everyone. Um, but you can, you don't have to just sit behind your computer and even if you aren't um, a part of the community that's being affected, you can still help your community. You can make a difference. Yeah. You can make oh, a difference. Yeah. You can voice things. Tell your mom. Tell your parents when they you know what they're saying is wrong. Like voice the truth. Voice what's happening. Don't be afraid just because it's your family to tell them that they're wrong. You know, change the minds of people because a lot of people are stuck in their ways and. It, sometimes it just takes your own family to just sit down and be like, look, this is what's happening. And you can change the minds of your own parents and uncles and aunts, yeah. and they can start to help the cause instead of just, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, we know. But it's been amazing. Other, uh, It's been amazing. A um, lot of work in progress. This is not a race. As we say, it's a marathon, so it's going to take a while. But it's important that we keep going. Um the protests will start to, you know, get smaller and smaller as time goes on, just because that's what happens. But it's important that we don't stop talking about what the right. problem is like, right. until this problem is really like and solved. What's what's pretty cool too is you can see the immediate progress being made. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know, there's like a lot of progress being especially made. Especially in you know, our city, like, Phoenix, we're doing very we're yeah. I, I'm very proud to be from Things aren't right fixed. Then we got a long way to go. And I think even if you're on the other side of the argument, you even know that. We got a long way to go for things to be okay. But I mean, you know, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and be the one to say like I usually <laughs> err on the side of like, you know, protests usually don't work because people don't put enough into it. Mm -hmm. They pick a Wednesday and they stand out in front of a building and do the thing and, and, and maybe it. maybe they'll change the mind of someone walking out. 
maybe, you know what I mean? But you need a sustained voice. And like right. you guys have been doing that and everyone across the world has been and like the change is already evident. So it's kind of like, don't, you you know, you can't lose your foot off the gas. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's proven now. Like, you know what I mean? And to our gen, to our, the younger generation, like we didn't live through some of the life changing protests, but this is, this is like, we're, right. we're witnessing history for real. Oh, and so I, I do, I really do tip my hat to you. Love you. Thank you. And I love everybody. Yeah. I really do. Um, and if you know me, you know that I just yeah. try to give out all the good energy. Yeah, so that's, a, that's the update. Yeah. That's the update. We need Sweeney Todd now more than ever, man. Dude, yes. I mean, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. So Sweeney Todd takes place in 1846 London. And guys, I have to say that, that if I were if I had a time machine and I was able to travel only back somewhere and not forward, because I'd always go to the future. But if I had to go to the past, I would not go to fucking industrial revolution England. And what's so fucking wrong with 1846 London, you fucking tweet? Because <laughs> we've got trench coats, we've got big dicks, fam. We've got lots of mustaches. <laughs> you got a problem. Yes. You sound like a British. So no, I have a call of Peaky Blinders. <laughs> you sound like a British. String girl. you up real quick. What's that? I'm it's, so sorry. It's always the worst place ever. 1800s England is like the worst, literally the worst place to live. Every woman got raped. No like, medicine. A British. No sport. effective medicine. If a woman goes out by herself, raped. <laughs> like, right. Dude, <laughs> I'm going to go to the general happy. store, better chain up, better dude. put your chastity belt on and swallow your key. So already I'm uncomfortable because this London is like dirty it's got this like just layers of nasty looks like the whole city's covered in slime yes it's, it's, it's really beetle bamford just wet, <laughs> just, wet it's just that's what he really is wet oh, spider yeah. webs yeah. Uh, yeah he is the pillar of disgust and the they're <laughs> they're you feel kind of boxed in because they're just these heavy clouds in that in that opening like kind of zoom in there's just these like Heavy ass rain clouds. No sun is getting through On at a all. Dark ass ship. Dude, you know what I mean. It's the middle of the day, but it looks Alaska. like midnight. Like, love it, dude. It's so I good. I love it so much. Uh, and we have song. We have music right away. The first lines yep. of the movie are fucking sung by Sweeney Todd. Uh, I will. I think that like ninety percent of this movie is singing. The dialogue is basically singing. And you know what? I'd usually always. I'm telling you, I'd always be absolutely that. against yeah. it. But it's so pertinent to the storyline that you got to listen. And when you listen, you learn. And when you learn, you sang. You know what I mean? You fucking sang. There's a hole in the world like a great black pit. People more than happy. Who the shit. They all deserve to die. Yeah, he's a... So... <laughs> Sweeney Todd's a moper. He's coming back to London after 15 years of imprisonment on a... False charge. On an island, I guess? Some fuck, Some I mean... Place. On oh, an island. Uh, Sweeney Todd was created on that island. Yeah, yeah. So whatever island that was, probably pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. he's a demon barber of Fleet Street, so I'd say they didn't show that because they weren't allowed. Yeah! Yo, that'd be a sick a prelude. Fleet Street! Fleet Street! Dude, I would fucking. The, I, dude, the I, birth I, of Sweeney Todd. Dude, I'm not kidding. I would let someone cut my fucking dick off if they'd let Tim Burton <laughs> do the prelude and let me co-direct it, dude. Oh. Just, just listen. You don't have to even incorporate my. Just if I have a good idea, just put it in. But, <laughs> but I will sacrifice my dick for that, dude. I need oh. it so bad. The prelude of him in the fucking prison and how. 
maybe maybe he was sentenced to longer and 15 years was like he got out he got Dude, out, they could yeah. do so many things with it but waste a fucking time uh <laughs> It was a fucking time. He's he's singing about how he's basically singing his backstory about uh his false imprisonment and their and like kidnapping of his wife and daughter by this Judge Turpin, played by Alan Rickman, who was like it's like he's like the reason why I watched that movie. Immediate sorrow. He's a he's like such an he's such a great bad guy, and like and bad that's guy. the cool thing about it too. There's yeah, there's Sweeney Todd who is very obviously a bad guy, but then there's Judge Turpin who is also very much a bad person. But 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 I mean, you have nothing but sympathy and like understanding for Sweeney Todd well, in the sure, beginning. You have yeah. no fucking idea what's about to happen. <laughs> right. You're like, this guy seems like he's gonna hurt somebody. You don't right. know how far he's gonna take it, but like he starts off like. I'm just coming back to get my revenge, man. Find me at the fucking barbershop, dude. You know what I mean? And you're kind of like, yeah, but then he just kills. Yeah, he he gets to his old barbershop and it has turned into a meat pie shop, Mrs. Lovett's, mm-hmm. run by uh, Mrs. Lovett, played by Helena Bonham Carter. If you could create your own meat pie, what would you put in it? <laughs> what do you mean, what? Hey, man, have you ever had yeah, and it had to be, And it has to be. It just has to be horrifying. Yeah. Ooh. It can't your be. Your most disgusting meat pie? Your most disgusting meat pie. Four ingredients. Four ingredients. Four ingredients. Go, Sheridan, go. Oh, God. And don't um, hold back either. It's a corona fucking lockdown, dude. Everyone wants to hear weird. this. Yeah. No, I don't. Just I, in case you run out of food. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. I got it. Okay, I got it. Go, go, go. Okay, no. me, me, me. Give me your meat. Okay. Um, <laughs> there, okay, four ingredients. Four ingredients. Okay, the meat. For the meat. For the meat, we'll do bull intestine, right? The fucking, I mean, some people like it, but it's just going to get weird. Uh, for the meat, we'll do that. For the for the uh, the creamy aspect, we'll do creamy. We'll do uh, my my cum with mayo and ketchup. And the gravy, the, gra- the gravy inside, the gravy like, inside. You just did cream and gravy. It's a meat pie. Get on it, dude. Yeah, What's the gravy name? is gonna be um, anal. The shit after I t- the shit I take after. A night full of no lactose pilled ice creams, <laughs> right? It's gonna be. That's four. No, it's three. Four. That's three. That's no, it's three. It's three. No, and so no, 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 that's no, fucking no. four, dog. And then what, for what the garnish, saying? for the garnish, she for did the garnish. Bowling intestine. Bowling intestine. Cum, cum. Cream. Mm-hmm. And now no, 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 the no, cum is the cream. No, no, the cum is the cream. Oh, okay. so you do have one more. Okay. The cum is the cream. And then um, and then and then, <laughs> and then for the garnish on top, I'd probably do um, a rosemary pube, uh. Like, like cliche or whatever. Like you, know, like, like, you know, like a little, like, you know, like, that's not even a word, but you know what I mean when I said it, huh? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's not a word for that's sure, so but you knew it's fucking exact, just a little intertwining of just like a delicate pube rosemary, you know, just like, you can blow it out of your hand and just kind of floats on into it. I think you win, yeah. dude. No, no, yeah, shoot for it, go. I don't think so. I mean, there's worse ingredients. Okay, mine would be the meat. The meat would be, um, let's say, it would be pigeon. I'm, ar- I'm already done. It would be pigeon meat, but it accidentally had the bird flu. And then, <laughs> accidentally. He's like, the, it's an accident. Yeah. And the cream, the cream would be, the cream would be, the cream would be a old women, uh, old woman's gag reflex vomit. Ooh, like a dry heave? Yeah, but it came out and it's kind of like really 
Acidy. Acidic. Ew. So that would be the cream, and then um, she does have she does have the acid though, to take off the fucking yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then what's that third? I don't know. You have two more. Yeah, you're making it. Okay, and then and then I would also put. I would also put um taking too long here. for the toppings, I would put my toenail shaving. Ooh, <laughs> I was gonna say toenail. Oh god, that makes my stomach hurt immediately. Respect. Gross, yeah. gross, gross. Uh yeah, god. cool. So anyways. Yeah, I think that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Lovett uh puts roaches in uh, her meat pies. I mean so she doesn't one put them, them in. The fuck out of. Yeah, she doesn't like invite she doesn't like invite them in, but she doesn't tell them to get out either. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She just folds it up, you know. That's fucked because I can't stop. Like, we, we just covered Creep Show, the last episode with Beemore, and, like, the fucking cockroach scene. I haven't know? seen that show, that movie. It's, it's incredible. Basically, there's a man who has, like, OCD. He's, like, really clean, and his whole entire unit gets locked up. He can't get out, and it fills up with cockroaches. And they go inside of the skin, and it's really yeah. beautiful. Oh, it's disgusting. Okay. Gore. Fucking, it's, it's incredible. Crazy. But... There's yeah, a part where he's making. You like, can't kill the cockroaches. Dude, there's so many. There are, dude, like, dude, it's, it's an they're insane toppling, like, toppling out of. Just keep stomping. Like, yeah, all you hear, no, dude. Just keep stomping. No, man. you're God. gonna get through all of them. No, we'll show you later, dude. Yeah, we'll show you just a picture oh, it's of it. It's one of those fun ones. Anyways, he's making like oatmeal out of it. He's like dumps his cereal in and blends it. And there's just like a bunch of yeah, it's really just, yeah. so when I so when I think about her meat pies, that's all that's why I see that gravy yeah. and I'm just like Ugh. yeah. <laughs> and she sings she sings that's her opening song is about how much her meat pie shop fucking sucks. The worst meat <laughs> the pies in London. The worst pies yeah. in London. Yeah. Uh, worst pies in London. I love it. I fucking love it. So uh, he takes his old place upstairs and she tells she tells. Uh, Sweeney Todd's story from her point of view, mm-hmm. and uh, got, gets more kind of lines up for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gets more story about the wife after uh, he was imprisoned, and it turns out that this Judge Turpin is super rapey and uh, an actual yeah raper. Yeah, uh, he invites her to his house, and she goes and runs into like an eyes wide shut situation. Yeah, well, it's not really yeah, a Beetle Banford with the alley oop rape. By the yep, way, yep. honestly, that was a fun. That was a team effort, and fuck both of them. Dude. Yeah, uh, leads her to this party and gets her drunk and essentially rapes her in front of people and everybody. Everyone just laughs. laughing at her. Yep, that's but you know what? You shouldn't be a woman. Ah, and then so and at the time, at that time, at that time, at the time, it was historically accurate. Sorry, went to a party. I don't know what the fuck you're talking You guys said it in the very beginning of this. Like, oh, go inside, get raped. Like, it's weird now when I say it. Oh, is this what the culture we're living in, dude? I didn't do anything. I just. I'm no, here. you laughed. I went. You were silent. What was I supposed to do? Speak up, dude. I laughed out loud. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You did. Okay. So, anyways, yeah, fuck both of them. They well, got the coming to them. Yeah. Anyways. So Jesus then uh, he finds out that afterwards uh, she poisoned herself because uh, she couldn't, couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle the loss of her kid. Yeah. And the false imprisonment of her husband. She took out everything he was taken from her. Who wouldn't doubt that story? I would yeah. I would have no second thoughts of that. I was yeah, like, well, yeah, bitch no. is gone, I guess. Now he has more reason to be mad. That's all I thought. And later when you and later when you see this old lady, like you just think like, oh, like just this old lady. Like, this annoying wonder, yeah. homeless bitch. Yeah. yeah. 
She knows too much. She, I thought that she was just going to be like the informant. There's like, I had them talking about it. Like, you know, they're going to be like, oh, thanks for the information. Here's a fucking coin. Get the fuck out of here. And it changes the course of the story. Right. So, so much more. Oh, she also mentions that now so uh, Sweeney Todd's daughter, Joanna, is living with Judge Turpin as her as his ward. Uh, and she would be, what, like 16 now? 17? Uh, not of age. Years. Yeah, no, like super young. Super. At the super fucking young. max. Super, 16 years old. Super yeah. ripe. Yeah. Yeah, this movie Jesus. is super. Yeah. You, sound, you want to get something out, dude? I feel you. <laughs> okay. So, Sweeney Todd <laughs> then vows revenge and, like, gets his razors back from the under the floorboards of his shop, which are still super shiny, by the way. Yeah. I feel like they wouldn't be. Uh, silver doesn't fucking rust, so let's no, just... No, I know, but there would be... Ah, a, let's just chill. There would be at least dust or no. some kind no, no, of... No, 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 no. It was in a felt case. It was closed. Oh, yeah. Buried oh, underneath felt. a board. Yeah, you could tell right away. It was felt. I mean, you can't get in. I mean, the, the case, it doesn't matter how long it lasts. The felt isn't going to corrode, right? That's why they're in felt. Silver and felt, it's a good thing. It all silver makes sense. And they, if they were all well, fucked up and rusty, that means he was using shitty, shitty blades. And who yeah. the fuck could fall in love shitty, with shitty a shitty blade? blade? I don't know. That's Trailer Park people. True. You know what I mean? But so he's got his shit. His, back. his razors are amazing. And let's all keep in mind too, uh, Mrs. Lovett is dick hungry. Yeah, she, dude. Yeah. I mean, she is trying so hard to get Sweeney Todd to like forget about his dead ass wife, and let's get with the shit. Like that's the whole vibe. It's just like. Come on, please. Look how nice this can be. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, I want to kill everybody. And she's like, Yeah, I want to make meat pies out of people. Like, I'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so psychotic. I fucking love this movie. Proceed. You're doing a beautiful job of taking so, it through, too. Me, okay, so meanwhile, I, in the beginning of the movie, we Sweeney Todd has kind of made friends with this young man named Anthony. And I thought Anthony. after they, you know, I'm sorry, Anthony, you uncultured they story. had their goodbye and then they left. And I thought, okay, that's the end of that motherfucker. But, but like, he said, you can find me. At right. So he, he is next seen uh, gazing upon this blonde child that looks a lot like Lucy from the beginning of the movie. With so the can, smallest lips I've ever fucking seen in my entire life. Dude. <laughs> in a completely non-sexual way. I was like, I couldn't believe that like that that her lips were that much. It was like, you know, like the substance of them. <laughs> I was she, like, this is a real person. She looks like a doll. She looks yeah, like yeah. she's perfect. a doll. That's a perfect description. Yeah. Like, and the fucking circular, non-existent <laughs> mouth. It's yeah. Weird, dude. She, <laughs> and she can... She's like such a high soprano that it's so annoying. fucking weird. Yeah, it's fucking. Yeah. It is weird. She sings beautifully though. I've heard so, you hit a couple notes like that, dude. Uh, so Anthony is immediately enamored. He's immediately in love with her, and so now I'm like, whoa, okay. Here's here's a new here's a new conflict now. That's that's gonna be a problem later. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, it's gonna get it's gonna get shitty. Um, but he's caught by Beetle yeah. Beetle Bamford. And he gets the shit knocked out of him, dude, by Beetle. Like, yeah. Well, uh, well, um, Judge Turpin comes out and yeah, bites yeah, him yeah. in. He's like, come in. <laughs> oh, and he's so he's creepy. Like, and he was like, what are you doing? He's like, sail the seas. He's like, oh, it's hard time. He's like, uh, you're gandering. He's like, what? Like, gandered at my war. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, no, I assure, I assure I you. And then, you know, I don't 
snapped his fingers, dude. And gross-ass Beetle Bamford took him out, gave him some very loose directions to where he needed to go, and beat the shit out of him, you know? Beat the shit out of him. Let's keep in mind, though, that uh, Anthony uh, saw Joanna and, like, was enamored by her before Sweeney Todd found out that that was his daughter. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, we were just waiting. There was, like, a point in the movie where it was so parallel. They got so close to each other. like. Just fucking put the pieces together, please. And it finally happens. And it's pretty fucking intense, dude. Sparks a... Sparks a flame. Sparks a flame. In young Sweeney. Uh, so, and this is this is the point where Sweeney Todd uh, is trying to find Judge Turpin. And he stumbles upon this demonstration by Signor Pirelli. The Barber of Kings and King of Barbers. The Borat. Uh, yeah, oh, played oh, by yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen, who is just like a total treasure. I didn't know that. How, did, okay. Snake oil salesman. Dude, his bulge is fucking crazy yeah. in that movie. Yeah. He wears a skin tight purple bodysuit and like. Can't hide that thing. Though. Nope. Yeah. It is there. That's why he did. That's why, that's why he did Borat and everything else. He's like, you know what? I got fat big. And it's funny. You he know? just wants to show it off. Yeah. Spit. So, <laughs> Spit's not enough. He's got to pour hot wax in your hand. Like, wait, hurry before it fucking dries. That sounds so. That would be painful. But even before, well, anyway, even sorry. before he comes out, his, <laughs> his like assistant Tobias comes out and starts singing about Mr. Pirelli's magical yeah. elixir yeah. Uh, yeah, to make your hair grow. And he comes out with like this super long blonde hair <laughs> and it just looks fucking ridiculous. And he's uh, like rubbing it on bald dudes' heads. People are passing it around. Like, like, like oh, they're so wow. pissed yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Sweeney Todd is immediately like, this <laughs> smells like fucking shit. Yep. Uh, and pretty much exposes them right away that this bottle is pee and ink. Yeah. Uh. The exact words, piss and ink. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. And. <laughs> Who says this? <laughs> so Mr. Pirelli comes out to defend himself, and he, they, like, get themselves into a shaving contest, yeah. which is, like, the most manly thing I've ever heard of. Like. I mean, two professional barbers, how is he going to handle it? You know I what know, I mean? right? Have a shave off. Yeah. In, in the middle of the market. And, uh, and Mr. Prelly, like, is a big showman about it and, like, takes his time uh, and singing about, you know... The process. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's a beautiful thing and, like, you know... And the whole time he's, like, slowly shaving this guy's, you the know... Kid. The kid. Yeah. And he's fucking shaving the kid's fingers off, essentially, because <laughs> yeah. he has such disregard for this child. He's just yeah. a pretty much a fucking child slave. He was yeah. just born into an orphanage and shit. Yep. Ended up fucking in Mr. Prelly's hands and it was just like a fucking... Everyone's life sucks. Yeah. In 1800s. So <laughs> dismal. The movie's so <laughs> dismal. That's the thing I'm, I'm telling you, dude. It's so dismal, but you're singing like it's Lion King. Right. It, you know, right. Like, like you're a kid, but you get to sing about killing people. Right. And something that just resonates with that as an adult. I, mean, I don't want to fucking go out and kill a thousand people, but they had me singing during all this. And uh, yeah. So anyways. So in the middle of Mr. Pirelli's like uh, song, Sweeney Todd is just like doing his thing. And he's like, he like, you know, Edward Scissorhands it. Yep. And like. Potential in, callback. In five seconds, he has this beautifully shaved man. And uh, he wins this this bet, which was for the fastest and closest yeah. shave. And yes. while fucking Mr. Prelly was fucking around, 
This means Tommy's getting to work. Yeah. Can I be nitpicky right now? Yeah. <laughs> if <laughs> if Sweeney Todd is going to do that with that speed and precision, why in the fuck is there still the s- smallest streak of shaving cream on that dude's fucking chin? Oh, d- is it? I didn't even notice. Dude, it bothers me every time I watch it. I'm huh. like, if you're going to put him on a plat, a, you know, a, a pedestal like that, then make it all the way. Right. Like, that's not a detail. You know, like, right. well, everyone's not perfect. No, he's supposed to be a demon barber. <laughs> Do you think he's like, a demon? I think so. The fucking prelude, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> the prelude? Yeah, man. Okay, he, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I really do think so. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, I mean, this fucking shaving cream thing, I'm like, dude, god damn it. Like, you're supposed to be perfect but at this. We would, we already discussed that this movie is perfectly imperfect. So maybe the, was... No, the singing. But Sweeney Todd is a fucking god tier barber. True. Yeah. And he shaved yeah. the face in like five seconds. Get the fucking last bit of shaving cream before you go present. Like, maybe they come knew, on, Johnny. Maybe they knew it would drive the brains of people like you crazy, and now you're more obsessed with it. If that's a legit detail they That'd put in there crazy. on purpose, that would be, I would laugh for a very long time. <laughs> so, hey, man, you know, hit me up, dog. <laughs> I'll shave my head for a roll on car. So, a few days later, Pearly comes back because he finds out he's, he's you know, wise into the, to the, uh, the idea that Sweeney Todd is who he says he is. So well, he Sweeney Todd his... flexed on him and gave him his address. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Come by, bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he, uh, <laughs> Pirelli <laughs> drops this, he, like, immediately drops this Italian accent Yeah. and is like, look, I know who the fuck you are, and I'm gonna tell everybody Yeah. Uh, if you don't give me half of your your earnings or whatever. He was a kid. He was a barbershop kid. Yeah. And Sweeney had his, had his business back in the day-day. Yep. Uh, so he basically attempts to blackmail him, which immediately causes uh, a problem. So Very visceral reaction from he, young Sweeney. Yeah. So uh, he basically stabs him in the neck. Does he stab him or does he slit his throat? Slices his throat. He, yeah. He's like, and then yeah. stuffs him in a trunk. Oh, my God. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't have the floorboard, the floor hole yet. Yeah. Stuff that motherfucker in a trunk. And all the while, freaking Tobias, his assistant, is downstairs just eating those meat pies like they're... Eating the meat pies, loving them. They're already made of humans now, but uh, he's also getting fucking bottle-fed gin, pretty much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Keep this kid down here. Right, here's some oh, gin, dude. they gave it to us at the workhouse. <laughs> I'll just leave. He's like, yeah, buddy. Go ahead and drink as much as you want. That's exactly, that's, those are his words. Right before the fucking kid was about to die, dude. Because he got... I know what. Go on. So... So now, uh, this whole time, Judge Turpin has decided that he's going to marry Joanna. He's yeah, like... Finally. Gross. I ain't waiting for you to uh, be 18. So gross. And <laughs> I'm a fucking... But he's... He, Woody Allen, you. But he goes to Beetle, and he's like, she's not accepting me. What do I do? <laughs> and he suggests that he get a shave. And he's like, look, I saw this guy do this crazy demonstration... Just earlier today, like let's go. Shop, yeah, let's go see street. this guy. Mm-hmm. He'll give you some cologne, uh, so that Joanna will be like totally fucking daddy. Yeah. Uh, oh, daddy! Uh, <laughs> you shaved for me. 
She sounds. She, she has that deep of a voice. Oh, Judge Chapin, you turned me on. <laughs> Fuck. You sound just like I'm hitting puberty. Disgusting. Do <laughs> you prefer Decker Kane? So, so now Sweeney Todd, Sweeney Todd's in the perfect spot right now. He's like, yeah. I didn't even have to look. I didn't have. He's, he's coming. He's yeah, and he freaks out when he sees him walking up. He's like, oh shit! And he gets like, all prepped. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, so he Tight, he gets the opportunity to have Turpin in this like super vulnerable position, and just right when he's about to slit his throat, fucking Antony runs in, and he's like, "I want to marry Joanna." <laughs> he says Joanna out loud. <laughs> fucking Judge Turpin leaps up, face full of shaving cream, <laughs> has the wit to grab a towel and wipe it off his face. Don't agree with that detail either. But go on. Uh, go on. <laughs> So he's he's like, cool. I'm taking Joanna where you'll never find her. Right. And immediately leaves. Yes. Uh, and Sweeney Todd is pissed. So pissed. Get out! Get out! <laughs> uh, I had him. So. <laughs> so now Sweeney Todd is brooding, and he's talking to Mrs. Lovett, and Mrs. Lovett's like, what are we going to do with this fucking body we have upstairs? And this fucking kid yeah. Yeah. won't stop what asking where do? the fuck this fool is. So they they <laughs> they get this idea that uh, they use the body, they get rid of the body by chopping it up and making it into meat pies. Making meat pies. honestly is like making a meat pie. ingenious. It's like, I have to say. Meat pie. It's intuitive. <laughs> Yeah. When I get a meat pie. You know, she had a feeling. <laughs> meat pie. Meat pie. You know what the best thing about this is, too, is like, that's what picks up her business. Like, yeah. that's what makes everybody come you to ain't this. Never had no shit like this before. Yeah, people are loving this. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she gets, it, I mean, she her shop goes from this, like, nasty ass, disgusting kitchen to, like, this super fancy restaurant that's, like, yeah. serving a bunch of people every night. Pop it. Dude. And that homeless bitch keeps coming around. Yeah. And we get to see this whole... Yeah, but she keeps coming around. Coming around fucking lurker, dude. Sign of the devil. Sign of the devil. Uh, Smoke. Smoke. (laughs) (laughs) All the while, Sweeney Todd is just chopping throats, like, one by one, just this whole montage. And he, he builds his chair... So that he can just dump the bodies into, like, a pit. Mechanical right chair. Right by the fire. He like, has a foot-activated lever for when he's done slitting their throats. A floor, uh, a hole in the floor opens up, and the chair reclines to a point where their bodies just slide off the chair, through the hole, down into the fucking cellar, uh, the cellar, cellar where their yeah. fucking cooker is. Yep. And just killing everyone. He's yep. like, fuck everyone. They all deserve to die. But all the while he's singing even about you, Mrs. Lovett. Even not. <laughs> he's singing about Joanna all this whole time. He's like throats. He's like singing the song about his daughter and like how he's gonna see her again someday. Yeah, it's so it's, fucking good, dude. He so spins good. a fucking gear, dude. He loses his shit. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Sweeney Todd in the hat. Okay. Here we go. Sweeney Todd. Oh my god. Uh, so I don't know if I, if I mentioned this already, but uh, earlier in the movie, Sweeney Todd is like agrees 
to have Antony like bring Joanna back right. to the shop. They have a plan. As, yeah. He has a plan. He's gonna find out where Joanna he is. He just fucked he's up. Man. Bring, yeah. Antony fucked up. He didn't know Judge Durbin was there. Yeah, he's gonna ah. he's gonna bring her to Sweeney Todd's shop and then they're gonna leave, they're gonna run away together. They agreed. Gonna... She agreed to leave tonight at midnight. <laughs> at midnight. I see the kind of company you keep, Mr. Todd. Oh, and uh, <laughs> you sound just like him. Who's that? Professor Snape? Yeah, same yeah, guy. Yeah. You fuck. Cool. I don't know, Nate. Hey, fuck J.K. Rowling, too, dude. I knew those fucking movies were fucking narcs, bro. Look, do your research, all right? After this, search up J.K. Rowling. No. Bitch. You know what I mean? I've Yeah, I've heard a little bit about what's going on, but... It's okay. I mean, those movies weren't that good anyway. So, uh... Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, and it's... Oh, I'm Gryffindor, dude. <laughs> I'm Slytherin. Oh. I'm Hufflepuff. Yeah, dude. I just want to love everybody. This is some fucking, you forgot it's suburban off. gang shit. It's just like white kids going, yeah, dude, fucking, I'm Gryffindor, dude, I'm getting a tattoo. Uh, hey, fuck Slytherin, dude, that's fucking gang bang. Oh, shit. my God. Okay, back to the All right, anyways. Lady <laughs> Todd. Oh, my God. It's kind of true, though. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> so, meanwhile, uh, Mrs. Lovett is living out this total fantasy of her moving to the seaside with Mr. Todd. and uh, Yeah, she's tripping. Dude. She really wants him to forget about his wife. She's like, delusional. She's like, look, she's dead. Yeah. So move on. Please. Yeah. Like, she's yeah, she's please. not even aggressive about it. She's just like begging him, like, notice me, senpai, you know? <laughs> like, fuck, dude. And wait, we all we would all fuck Sweeney Todd in that movie, right? Oh, Including yeah, me. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. I, I would top Sweeney Todd, I think. <laughs> you know? Anyways, yeah, okay. Uh, so she, and I... I love that song. I, I love that sequence, and I love that song because that is like the Tim Burton that I like—the bright, crazy colors. Right. Like, right. It's it all of a sudden is sunny, and it's on by the by the sea, and they're singing, and they're like having dinner with their friends, and they're like almost like you know quote normal people. Yeah. And then and she's even like yeah now and then we can kill somebody like yeah. dude <laughs> I mean so fun. that's another detail I love is that part of the movie again is the only part with sunshine and it is a manic episode yeah she's having a manic episode like yeah. daydreaming about crazy shit yeah yep. and you know it's just that's like the that's like the fucking uh what is it called the uh or like you know what is it called the teeter-totter yeah what is the it? pendulum no um the balance the catalyst the thing that like turns ah, it the other yeah. way yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's like the catalyst of of absolute down, like all the way down, the bad shit mm-hmm. is when that shit starts happening. You kind of, you're, you know, you think there's hope for, you know, uh, Joanna still and the kid, and like, you know, Sweeney Todd might have another chance with whatever. But then when she's daydreaming about all that shit, from that point on, it's like the movie gets so bad, 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 bad. Nothing good happens essentially. Right. Well, right. kind of, but not, yeah, not really. Yeah. So and and uh, Sweeney actually has a really good idea. He he tells uh, he tells Antony to dress up like a like a wig maker and go to the asylum. She's in an asylum. Yeah. Put her on a fucking asylum, and uh, go there as a wig maker and like be like, I need her. I need blondes. I need yeah. I yeah. need blonde hair, whatever. So he does that and is actually able to get her out and slices his first throat. Dude, he goes there and mm. like. He sicks the he he tells the girls like okay have at it like kill gets mauled to death by a, an asylum full of women. That was That's how pro- I want to go out. That was probably the creepiest <laughs> part for me. That was like really uncomfortable. Yeah, fuck me or stab me, dude. We're gonna find out. 
And then Todd, uh, Todd has do Toby deliver a letter to Judge Turpin telling him, like, I'm sorry for, you know, I want to get back in your good graces. Like, Antony told me he's going to bring Joanna here tonight. You know, so come on, like, come get her, whatever, to get him there. Because he's, that's all he wants to do, is but fucking slit Judge Turpin's throat. Yeah. He's after, he's after <laughs> him. Um, so, and all this while, Toby has become very suspicious of, of Sweeney, because yeah. people aren't coming back from... Well, and fucking Miss Lovett had uh, Senior Pirelli's coin purse oh yeah and he was like where'd you get that like that's that's senior Pearl. He's like no Sweeney Todd gave it to me as a christmas gift or whatever right he's like, hey, hold the fuck up bitch and then he starts like no one's gonna harm you yeah i'm around like yeah like, well, he's all trying to put her onto some game like this bitch is this dude is a fucking murderer dude yeah and she's yeah. like oh i know i want to fuck him so bad <laughs> i'm gonna fucking murder you if i could just fuck that guy like that's she's just crazy yeah so, uh, so Beetle gets to the pie shop and tells Mrs. Lovett, like, okay, well, you know, the neighbors are complaining because your shit stinks. Like, you're the smoke coming out of your chimney. Yeah, the burning bodies. Yeah. yeah. Um, I that good. And Mr. And Sweeney distracts him by, by, uh, offering him a shave and kills the fuck out of him. Oh, yeah. A lot of people die in this movie, guys. Lots of Pretty people. Pretty much everybody. Pretty much yeah, everybody. Yeah. And it's all squirting yeah. blood everywhere. It's fucking great. Pretty much everyone that has a dialogue in that movie dies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Mrs. Lovett tells Sweeney, like, Toby? Tobias? Toby? Whatever. I think he goes by Toby. <laughs> like, he fucking knows. He's like suspicious of you, bro. He's we have we gotta take care of that. Gotta gotta put him in the fucking dungeon, dude. So how does how does he get down there? I forgot. Yeah, they put him down there. They said oh, that they... you can have as many meat pies as you want, and oh, he goes yeah. in there to start making them, and they lock, they lock him in. Him there. in right? And then he realizes there's fucking fingers in the grinder and shit. Oh, He's like, oh, what the fuck? Well, and, earlier he yeah. bit into a pie and found it like a toe, a toe like a yeah. big toe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, fuck. Oops. So gross. So then the old, the old crazy homeless lady stumbles up the stairs towards Sweeney's shop. Mm -hmm. And she's looking around and like, you can kind of like tell that she's trying to figure something out. Like, yeah. It's almost like she knows that she's been here before yeah. almost. Uh, and she starts poking around. And I think... That's when Todd, that's when Sweeney comes up comes and like up. confronts her. It was, it was like a panic kill. Oh, yeah, totally. Pretty much, pretty much immediately. But and yeah, he pretty much immediately slices her throat. She was like, I know you. And he's like, whoosh. Oh, yeah. She says, yeah. Don't, oh, man, that Don't makes it even you. more heartbreaking. <sighs> and just send her ass down the hole, bro. You're like, another dead and you bitch. See, and you, know? <laughs> you see these bodies actually fall and they hit head first and their bodies just like crunch yeah. on the fucking And head. that's the first time you ever see more than uh, a non-shadowed part of her face. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like, well, hold the fuck up. It just yep. makes you think for a second, but I still didn't put it together. I'm just like, right. why the fuck did we see so much of her right then and there before you killed her? And I was like, oh, man. But didn't, um, <laughs> didn't Lucy and Joanna, weren't they both up in Sweeney Todd's shop at one point at the same time before Sweeney Todd came in? Cause, yeah, yeah, because yeah, she hides in the she hides in the chest. Yeah, uh, because she was dressed up as a boy. Oh my god! Okay, got yeah, and okay, yeah, Sweeney sorry, didn't recognize her, up. and he was like, "Leave!" And he was like in the middle of killing everybody. Right. And she was hiding in the chest after when she, she killed up. her mom. 
So she killed her mom right in front of her, but she had no idea Ugh. that it was. And right. then she got caught and he's like... Just so fucking heartbreaking to watch. Just like the next, the one and only time they're ever to- together is the time that everyone's fucking dying. Like, it's so sad. And he doesn't even know he's with her. That's right. the craziest right. part. Yeah, exactly. They no, have... No. Fuck! They like, have no together. idea that they're all connected. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong. Like Anthony and and Joanna, I mean, their story is untold. They essentially escaped. Yeah, that's what you can only assume, right? Yeah, because in the in in the end, you know, Sweeney Todd realizes that he killed his wife. Yeah. And fucking Mrs. Lovett told him a goddamn lie. Yep, I, I was trying to protect you. So he. Throws her into the into the oven. After having a glorious last dance, though, I'm not saying. Uh, a bitch burned. And then he grieves. He like grieves over his his wife's body, and Toby emerges from the shadows and slits his throat. Yep. And that's how. And like that's how it ends. And you you don't. I I assume that that uh, Joanna and and uh, Anthony got out. Yeah. And like. Could make another movie. Who knows? Maybe, so, maybe a you prequel. Know, maybe maybe prequel a little bit of a happy ending kind of in there. Like That's what I'm saying. No, it depends. That's the thing. Is like That's so cool about that movie is it depends where you lie morally for real. It's like, how right. do you feel at the end of that movie? Like, right. who do you think? What do you think about it? And it's just like, you know. Yeah, it's up to if you. If you're a fucking psycho, there's some things you can feel about it. But it's just like, uh, you don't know how to feel at first. You have to really dive into like, hold on, you know? Yeah. Am I mad at Sweeney Todd for right. killing all these people unnecessarily and being a legit psychopath? Am I mad at the fucking kid for being a pussy? Am I mad <laughs> at... Who am I mad at? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. For it's, sure, Judge Turpin and Viva Yeah. Those, those were just... just They're things. just straight up evil. Like, yeah. But, yeah, I Best mean, movie. Sweeney Todd was wrong. Like, there was no... Re- Literally, Judge Turpin was just horny for his wife. That's the only thing Sweeney Todd didn't do shit to this guy like he just happened to marry a really attractive woman that he wanted and like wrong time period he was gonna stop at nothing to get her shouldn't fall in love in the 1800s I don't know (laughs) it's uh, a slippery dance I'd imagine right you know a judge can imprison you and take your wife if he wants I I I totally intense I'm a nocta I don't know what that means but I agree you sound educated on what that is. It's from Braveheart, where the king gets to deflower all the women. Oh, Ugh. yeah. Ugh. You know, I kind of, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like, no, no, could, please not. No, we have like, like, a few minutes that. left. Please don't. Yeah. I can see well, that. Well, dude, I mean, like, do they, what? do virgins even have a choice? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Gross. Yeah. No, so, that, yeah. Do you know how many times I've said that throughout flick chicks? I was gonna say I brought up pre a lot. Yeah, clit slits. <laughs> Slit clits. No. Slot. Fuck. Sli- <laughs> well, spit. I yeah. Shut up. I totally understand that people don't like musicals. As a musical yeah. lover, I get all the time that like people don't like it, and I yeah. totally understand that. But I'm so glad that there is a musical that you like. That yeah. you like a lot. This is the only one. But that's a pr- but I'll take it. I'll take that. Yeah. Like I'll no. I'll take it. Is, and then. you know what? You know what? Uh you know what movie you is my what? favorite you know, what? you know if you when you and when if you you know if you one of my favorite movies actually my favorite movie from as a kid is 101 Dalmatians. Like that was my favorite. I loved that movie. Dude, how many songs are in that movie? You can you can't even sing one because there's really kind of that's it, dude. Really, that you could really like 
sing along to. Like, I think it just means so much to me that they don't fucking sing through the whole thing. Yeah. Like, 101 yeah. Dalmatians is ama- amazing. The, um, a lot of Disney movies have lots You know what I remember from that movie? Canine Crunchies commercial. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Canine Crunchies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I think it just, it, it's so crazy to me, like, that I love a musical to this level. Yeah. It's my favorite movie. And, you know, I, I'm open to it being blown open. Like, I don't, it doesn't have to say number one, but I'm waiting. Yeah, yeah, still waiting for it. Fucking waiting, dude. Well, I'm super happy that we got to yeah. have you both on to talk about Same. this movie. Yeah. Same. Sorry, I pretty much steamrolled the entire uh, oh, no, you guys opinion are, aspect of it. You guys are more, um, you guys, you and us, Sheridan, seem to be more into the movie. Yeah. Than Chelsea and I. So, <laughs> so you could throw a lot more facts that I was unaware of. Hey, I, just, but you know I, I learned you a lot of shit that's, about this movie. That's a quality just by being on this podcast. That's, that's a quality. That's a quality a lot about you. Of yeah, a good co-host, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you don't have a better thing to contribute, why contribute it? And I respect you shutting the fuck up when you need to, dude. All right, high five. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you guys for having me, though. Yeah, honestly, I, I mean. There's only a few movies that I'm seriously this passionate about loving be, uh, for a m- multitude of reasons. It's not just like, a, I don't know, man. It felt really good when I watched that movie. Like, I don't fucking love movies like that on this level. There's like a little details that has to be there for me to like it this much. Yeah. So I'm glad that we did this movie. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I yeah. love it. This podcast. I just want to say there's like this cold area right between me and Sheridan. I'm not shitting you. The vents over there. Damn. It's cold. <laughs> I put my arm out and I was like, "Do you feel this?" With it's my the ghost eye, of Sweeney Todd this? listening, dude. He's like, "Yeah, dude." Can I say something? Can I? <laughs> can I say, dude? Corey's not even here yet. <laughs> uh, Corey brought a demon into our house, dude. Do you guys want to? Uh, where can we find you? Where can we find you guys? Find me at browsers.com. You can find me, um, you know, Instagram at sadboyshinobi, or you can look up Bubba McComb, whatever you want. Um, podcast, a hella tired podcast. I'll be releasing episodes again somewhat shortly. You know, it's been weird, but um, it'll happen soon. And uh, yeah, I've got some shows coming up. So if you want to keep up with the shows, go to bubbamacomb.com, and Vibe Cop merch will be dropping online as well. If you like uh, Vibe Cop stuff, then you can order that online soon. I don't know what to tell you. So. Cool, 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 Thank cool, you. cool. Yes. And you can find me uh, under Slump Goddess with two Ds and two Ss. You can even just look me up on Facebook under Slump Goddess, and then it'll pull up my main page. Um, my main page. Right, my main page. Also, if you are interested in any upcoming shows in the future, whenever we get the OK on doing it, um, hit me up as well. Or if you want to contribute in donating for the community, um, I have a lot of resources, so you can message me about that, too. Yeah, even if you want to get involved in potentially peacefully protesting, yeah. hit her up, too. You know, we got a lot of snakes in the grass out here, but, um, you know, I think the ratio is big enough to where their numbers can grow if they want to without a whole bunch more risk than it's already been. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, let's just keep fucking growing. Yeah. Keep loving each other, dude. Yeah, peace where, and love. Where can we find you, dude? Uh, you can find me, Chelsea, on Instagram at lunar underscore waifu. Uh, and uh, what about you? Uh, you can find me, I'm Sheridan, at your Goliath pal on Instagram. Um, you can find us on Slash Rap at Flickjig Special. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find us on Instagram on that same name. And she ride and she ride. That's she it. Ride. Next week we're doing The Witch. Yes, we are. The Witch. Hey. So Scariest movie. That. 
ever, ever. That's a crazy. And that's, that's, my, that's, that's my yeah. opinion on it. It's the scariest movie ever, ever made. All yeah. right, it's gonna be sick. Bye, All right, guys. Thank you guys again for being on the show. It's been, uh, it's been fucking yeah. unreal. And this has been another episode of Black Chair.